Yo, yo, yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Feeling Well. I'm Ralph here as always with... Yo, 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 yeah. man, it's Lloyd. Urban it's, Lloyd. Yeah, what, what, what up, man? Hell yeah. What, what's, Shame what's on kicking? you when you step through oh. to the Lloyd Dirty Howell straight from the Brooklyn Zoo, but he's not from Brooklyn, My name's, of course. Up, oh, let's hear it. My name's Lloyd Howell. Don't you dare uh, look, don't, don't look at me and growl because I don't like an animal um, coming straight into my... Um, uh, uh, nothing rhymes with animal. There's there are uh, words d- that rhyme d- with d- animal. Come on, don't 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 uh, don't don't don't. I'm not part of your plan, Amal. I'm talking to a man named Amal in <laughs> this situation. It's a bit of a stretch. Um, but, all right, that's a bit of a stretch. Listen, you know, it's my first freestyle, so <laughs> give me give me a <laughs> interesting know, choice in can, name. Interesting choice in name, Amal. Where, where were you going for? Yeah, there? interesting, interesting. Listen, just grade me on the curve is all I'm Did asking. Did you have me. like? I, 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 was that name? pick a contrivance because you had like a rhyme in mind or, I had to, or did you just did you just Amal was there for some reason I, I I was making I was trying to make it rhyme with animal so oh. not part of your plan Amal you know but uh, like there's you more know, in retrospect that rhyme with animal cannibal like what cannibal cannibal um okay um, um on twitter I'm unbannable I'm unbannable uh, that's right that's uh, right um, in a in in a in a strange space that's liminal, you know, you could, sure, you could try sure. that one maybe. And you know, you can, okay, you, you can fool around with some slant line uh, rhymes. You know, the best rappers do very subtle slant rhymes, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, with Standaho, kind of can rhyme with uh-huh. animal. Yes, <laughs> that's not bad. You gir- that's not bad. Your, See? your girl an animal, uh, and I won't with Standaho. You know, it kind of works. Yeah, it in could, the context of it. a verse. If, People wouldn't think twice, yeah. you know? It's about confidence. It's all about confidence and just that kind of, you know, you, you got to puff your chest out. You got to stand up straight. You got to clean your room. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, if it doesn't rhyme too good, it's not a big deal. That's what all the best rappers say. That's right. And, Can you adjust um, your, right now you have your monitor in such a way that I only see your severed tiny head and I don't like it. it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> you don't like that one bit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can, why aren't I can you adjust. more? Why aren't you more naturally eye level with the computer? You're like I got a I got a looking, different monitor. You're not even setup. looking at I'm me. Like, is it such a fucking I'm, chore to look at me? It's <laughs> all right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna disconnect my 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 second monitor so I can just look at my laptop. <laughs> there we go. That's better. Now oh, now, now it's we're almost eye to now it's eye. almost now it's almost too intimate. I don't know. Hey man. <laughs> ready to podcast ready to ready to do this thing together that's right See, that's that people don't understand podcasting is a very intimate thing it it's too intimate. it's too it's too it's two men i was thinking you today know, it's always two men if it's eyes. worth it you know it's funny you mentioned two yeah. men because um you know obviously <laughs> obviously because <laughs> no, like uh obviously on the show you know we engage in a lot of sort of you know ironically um you know, I, I, ironic, like being ironically uh, sexist or what have you. But I remember I had oh, sure. this thought recently where I was listening to some podcast. Like I have I have like half a dozen podcasts that I listen to like clockwork, which are like mm-hmm. my podcasts like that, that I, I, yeah. I like listening to. I look forward to listening to them. I subscribe to them on Patreon. Then I have like a couple more that I'll listen to only if I'm really starved for content, kind of intermittently. Mm-hmm. Or I listen to them on like a semi-regular basis. And then I have ones that I only listen to when I'm like really starved for content. And, sure. you know, I'll, I'll maybe only be subscribed to them for a little while. Or maybe I'll only mm-hmm. listen to episodes that have like a familiar guest or something. But I remember sure. uh, I was like, you know, doing my laundry or something and, and like listening to this podcast and and it it's it's difficult to like um uh you can't really overstate the extent to which like podcasting has like how do you put it i guess you could say like democratized like the radio voice cuz it used to be you had mm. to have like an unusually good voice to right expect people to listen to you but now like mm-hmm. There are like popular podcasters who have uh, insufferable voices. You know, it's not even their out of control vocal fry. Yeah, like, just like the weediest little voices on the planet. Absolutely, it's, it's, and uh, not even and podcasts yeah. that I like. Even it's not even a judgment mm-hmm. on their character or what they're saying. Just like the quality of their voice. 
that's a bit of an aside. That's right. But I was listening to one of these like, you know, like D tier podcasts. I think I was listening mm-hmm. because it, it had a guest that I recognized. And like a female podcaster was like talking consistently throughout it. And like for a second I did have like the earnest thought, like, ah, you know, like you, you're not supposed to hear this kind of voice this long, this much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I was getting fatigued. I was like, okay, enough already, Jesus. You know, oh, come on, just just let me let me let me let me kick up my feet and watch the game. What's the why 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 is this happening to me? What did I what did I do yeah, something? Like to I was you? just having like a like a like ah. a caveman response in my bone. Just like just yeah. just the like the yeah. sense proximity <clears throat> to it for so long. I was like. Uh, this is getting a bit much. All right, me go, me go, hunt bear. <laughs> me see you later. Yeah, like goddamn, That's, unplug the hmm. microphone. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I guess I, I guess thinking thinking about my my top six, my my uh, my kind of my main stable of podcasts. I guess there's not really any women on there. Oh, not, that's a good not, question. Not regularly. Uh, well, okay. I'll, yeah. I'm mentally going through. How many podcasts do I subscribe to on Patreon? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I subscribe to seven podcasts on Patreon, believe it or not. So, okay. folks, I'm not just, huh. you know, I support other creators. I don't know about fucking whoever's yeah. listening to this. All right. But I do. Yeah. All right. Mm. Patreon.com slash feeling well. Uh, That's right. Not a woman among any of the podcasts. Not, yeah. not, not a single one. No. <laughs> every no, no, every no. podcast um, is, most of them are just two fellas, uh, except really all uh-huh, of them are, except uh-huh. for Chapo, which is three fellas. Uh, yes. All the rest yes. are, are, are two fellas, not unlike ourselves. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It is, it is the only classic more popular, format, um, though. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, you got, you got, you got all the greats. You got Opie and Anthony. <laughs> you got, uh, Howard Barack Stern. Obama and Bruce Springsteen. Well, Howard Stern has. And uh, well, do Opie and Anthony do podcasts now? I, I mean, they must. I mean, but they're on XM, aren't just, they? It's they're just like the archetype. They're, they're like grandfathered yeah. in. They're still doing radio. Yeah, like Howard yeah. Stern. They're yeah. still doing. Radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Premium radio for for everyone's dads. Yeah. Who's Who's Howard Stern's like partner Robin, in broadcasting? Robin. Does he have? Yeah, he Robin. has. He has a he has, oh. a, he has a WOC sidekick. Ow. Oh. I see. I didn't know that. Wow. Good for him. Well, you're not aware of Robin. Him. I guess is 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 she a is she a baddie? Well, I mean, um, I don't know why you would say uh, that, but uh, she's more mm, Lloyd Howell microaggressions. Mm, but uh, mm, no, she's been like his number two see. throughout his his career since like the '80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I know her face. Of course. What am I saying? Um, that's 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 great. Wow. You really Sorry don't know. You really don't now. know the history of your trade. I, I stand upon the shoulders of giants, but I, but I, I, I you know, it's like the, uh, it's like the dang Easter Island heads. Who knows what lies beneath the surface? I'm just right. looking at the Howard Stern, at, another uh, at, Howard uh, Stern, another uh, uh, Long Island native. Is he the pride, okay? The pride of that, Long Island, Howard yeah. Stern. But he has you a know? good voice. He has a radio voice, of course. I mean, he's he from, does. He's from he the does. old school, and uh, mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. you have a pretty good radio voice, as has been established. You know. Yes, we. I, th- I think you know, like you and I. We're My, old mine's school. not terrible. Mine's we, not terrible. It's not grating. No, you no. know, you and I can no, speak. No, you know, we can speak with we've, some eloquence. We've, with we've the, dabbled with in the, the dramatic arts. You know, we know how to use our. We have. Yeah, we have. Yes, classically trained. Um, you know, and uh, and classically brained, and if you get in my oh, face, I'd love to get classically brained. If you know what I mean, classically exchanged. Um, yeah, so. I'd love that to get. Little, that I'd was a little to, better. I'd love to get classically. I don't know what you were just saying, but I would love to get a little, classically a little, brained. Uh, you know what I mean? A little classical brain. You know, I'm uh, I'm 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 out I'm out tonight. I'm I'm uh, I'm hitting the I'm hitting the clubs looking for a little classical brain. That's right. You know, wouldn't That's mind right. that one bit. That's uh, <laughs> we must re- we must return to to the to the old ways you know what would classical brain consist of exactly what would be its quality it would makes it okay so so you would you would uh you would meet a a young a young lass at a at a at a um a ball you know a local a a ball an estate of some kind you know you'd you'd uh you would deglove in the carriage 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would, uh, you, um, you know, you, you'd bow, you'd meet her father, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd kind of hear the whispers from the, from the, the ladies in waiting. Mm-hmm. It's like, Tittering. ah, well, young, young, young Gwendolyn. Very good. Hath a, Very good. Hath a, hath a, hath a, a set of, uh, a set of lips that would make the, uh, would make the Greeks blank a uh, blanche and balk. That's right. Um, and there's some there's some yes. uh, there's some uh, sort of fellow of yours who's like uh, very good, Count Owl, most bold, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Oh. And then what happens, man? And then, of course, is there know, any you, actual you, you oral are... sex or or no? Well, no, not 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 the first night. It has to be a it climaxes be a whole with it climaxes with the degloving and the carriage, like in uh, the the film The Age of Innocence. Mm. You ever see The is Age of Innocence? A, it's a uh, what, what what does degloving mean here? I thought I taking thought off a to glove. Be degloved. Oh, literally taking off a oh. glove. Yeah, I see. There's mm. a famous scene in The Age of Innocence. It's a. Uh, 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 it's a adaptation Scorsese did of uh, the Edith Wharton novel. Is that who it is? Uh, it's like a costume drama in um, old timey New York. Daniel Day Lewis, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer have a, uh, it's a. It's a great film, and it's the film that everyone kind of points to when people say that uh, Scorsese only makes gangster movies or that he doesn't have strong uh-huh. female characters or whatever. It's like it's all about. Uh, you know, like kind of the manners and repression of, of that era and how like sort of uh, gossip or running afoul of, of, of those manners of that etiquette can sort of exile a person and ruin them. And Daniel Day-Lewis mm. is, is like fated to marry Winona Ryder, but he falls in love with um, her cousin played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who's sort of uh, fallen mm. out of favor of polite society because she's a sort of uh, independent divorcee um, and so they only mm. see each other intermittently and there's like such palpable sexual tension but uh, they never act upon it and the closest they get is uh, is a scene where they're riding in a carriage together and uh, Day-Lewis like slowly unzips her glove and then like sort of uh, oh. sort of softly fondles her bare hand and uh, the way the film has, has uh, carried on and is directed like that that moment like explodes with like sexual catharsis you know but uh it's a great Tight. movie and a movie that is that, that is sounds nice brutal in its way yeah let's get the what, what's the title one more time the I age gotta, of innocence see this one. the age of age innocence. of innocence okay it's in the criterion mm. it, it recently got a criterion release it might be on the criterion okay. channel which i know you've been on but maybe not Gotta I don't check know. that out it's mm. one of us i would I, love to see a one of scorsese's best a, films a, a, i'd say yeah very yeah very, a scorsese directed degloving by by old uh, daniel day lewis that sounds that sounds nice i always i always thought for some reason that degloving meant to have your skin removed in some way uh, that's that's what i assumed that meant i mean maybe um, that maybe that is an expression uh, from from something yeah. i don't know but some some freak shit that i read somewhere who knows i just i'm using um, it in the sense of Making a glove not of, of degloving. I glove yeah. not on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's that's good. That's that's good. Honest talking. Well, and let's I appreciate let's let's that. see. Let's um, see. I'm gonna Google degloving maiming. Um, let's see what we get here. Uh, let's see. We got morality mauling and maiming by vicious dogs. Request PDF. Not seeing any talk of degloving. <laughs> A degloving injury? What's a degloving injury? I think that I think it is like you know if you're working with a machine, and like your skin gets caught in the machine, right? And like tears a bunch of your right. skin off. Yeah, I could see that. Or like yeah. if your hand were be to were to be submerged in like scalding liquid, right? You could say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that may very well be the case, uh, but yep. it also um, means taking off a glove, literally. Also means taking off a glove. I mean, and we can we can kind of we can kind of take the 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 courtly um, the courtly uh, dome story in in one of two ways, and and one of them could be that my my member gets caught in a in a carriage wheel and is uh and is violently torn asunder, right. leaving only gr- gristle and uh, and and sinew. Right. Um, and the film is you know, so. Kind of, and uh, the film is so. You know. 
uh, sort of uh, uh, sanitized and stately up until that point, but then it explodes with mm. gore as your as your as as the carriage rends your dick in twain in spectacular yes. fashion. Yes. Um, but in a way that is almost a relief to me because I'm allowed to kind of withdraw from the uh, right. It's a it's it's a release the, of the, a the kind. Chase. It's a release of a kind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like oh, thank God I can join the priesthood now. It's can, some kind of oh, interesting. To... So on an intellectual level, you're unburdened by sexual desire, but it's also yeah, an overwhelming yeah. sensation in and of itself to be uh, to be uh, disfigured is its own kind of orgasm for you, such as the, yes. such as the, um, extremity of your repression. Mm-hmm. My, my troublesome inch has given me nothing but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but agonies through these many years. Troublesome and, uh, inch. Pretty good. And, uh, and I, and I give, <laughs> I give thanks to the, to the good Lord who saw fit to, uh, to simply tear it from mine, mine body. Um, the Lord and his within, infinite with wisdom. The, with the, yeah. With the thundering of hooves and the and the and the whirling of wheels, just <laughs> you know, that's right. And yeah, falling yeah. faintly, faintly falling. Yeah, <laughs> we're the remnants of Lloyd's dick on all the living mm. and the dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dare I eat a peach? Dare I remove my penis skin? Yeah. What's that a so. reference to? Uh, what well, you know? You know that you know that poem. Who is it? Oh, the the like the something of J. Alfred Prufrock. You know, know that don't poem. Know it, don't know it. No. Um, uh, in the room, the women come of go talking of Michelangelo. I don't know a lot of poems. I know that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, hey, I'm sure our more um, literary listeners, haha, will uh, pick ha-ha. up on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they, they've been looking forward to they've been looking forward to a shout out to the to the lamentations of J. Alfred Prufrock this this whole show. Yeah, and uh, but that was a joke at their happened. expense, not yours. I was suggesting that the listeners I know. are I know. illiterate, which they, I think is good and radical. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's radical. It's actually very uh, socialist of them, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've made you know, a point of unlearning um, a word every day. You know how they have people every have single word day calendars. I actively forget yeah. a word. Yeah. Oh, I would love to forget how to read. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another. It would. It would be. It would be. It would be similar in effect to kind of removing your, your, uh, your manhood. You it's know, true. if you if you remove your literacy, that is that that is a simplification of your life mm-hmm. on a scale you cannot comprehend. Would it be a simplification? Um, Wouldn't it just make things harder to not be able to read? Um in a way, yes. If you, you wouldn't be to, able to read you tweets, to, you wouldn't be able to post. Exactly. Exactly. I mean and that and then that True. part of my that life could is be gone. Liberatory. And I, and I, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Because yes. so you're I, likening I, it to no long to castration. You'd be castrated from yeah. this ill. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, and 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 you know, in the same way that having your your your, your balls and penis removed would kind of <laughs> preclude you from having to having to worry about the uh, the temptations of the flesh and the and the chase and the and the and the so on and so on and the on talking the ba 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 to get back to the podcast enough already that's right it let right so you can you can spend so I could finally spend all my energy yeah. on podcasts cutting off um, your penis more like cutting off your dang ears am I right yes Christ oh, oof when I listen oh, to Red Scare I wish thought. that would happen I wish I my oh. my ears would be. <laughs> Severed from my head. Yeah. What do you? What you don't want to hear about Anna Chachian's based infant? Is that a? Is that I actually, not a source of, I actually, of levity for you? I actually don't um, listen hmm. to uh, Red Scare ever. I don't. I'll, oh, I'll, no. I'll say this: I don't hate listen to podcasts. I expose myself to I. a lot of things that make me upset, um, but I don't hate listen to. Like I don't. I just don't. I don't need that. But. Um, yeah, but Sam does do that, and he'll he'll sometimes uh, he'll kind of keep me abreast of 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 their goings on, and apparently she really that's that's wild to me. Hey, yeah, apparently she really uses having a kid now as like some kind of like uh, like it gives her a leg up. It makes her an authority on certain things. I I, I hear right. I hear she's really abusing right. that, but I don't know. But uh, I I mean. Of course, of course. If if I if I had a kid, I would I would abuse that thing all the time. The kid, not the not the privilege <laughs> if I had afforded. A kid, of I would course. abuse that but. thing. 
<laughs> Lloyd Howell. <laughs> oh God. Uh, let me be. Uh, let me be clear. If um, you had a kid, do you think you would still yeah. continue to do the podcast? Probably. Yeah. Right. Probably. It's just two yeah, hours like a week. It, like it would. Just two hours a week. I'll, I'll I'll put him out in in like the I'll put him out with the dogs. You know, in like the dog run. Right. They can right. just so kinda, there's no mothers kind of play together. There's just no a child no, has arrived I've, at your doorstep and you a child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The. Uh, how would I get a? How would I get a? Can you can you adopt a kid as like a single straight man? Is sure that a, you can. I believe it's more. Is that a thing? I, I, of course, it's a thing. But I believe it's more difficult yeah. when you're single. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I, an easy I, I process uh, anyway. But uh, I would imagine. I imagine man. it would be more difficult for a single man than a single woman, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know, we live in a sexist society. That's right. We live That's in right. we live in a so, misandrist society. A misandrist. Yes. A, a misandrist. Mm-hmm. Misandrist. How would you? Misan. A misandristic. What, what, what is what is the what is the what is the equivalent a misogynistic society? But um, With mis- I think it would. It's just misandrist. You would go misandrist. Yeah. But you wouldn't say misogynist. You wouldn't say uh, misogynist. But misogynistic. So then, what's that for misandrist? Misogynist, misandrist, misogynistic what? Sandinista, um, I think you'd go for it. That's one of those weird English things where it's just different. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's just a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. No, I, I, I guess I mean. Listen, society hates fathers and hates fatherhood. Absolutely. um, Just, just doesn't, doesn't want, doesn't want men to teach their, their sons or daughters. How to how to be cool and uh, you know just 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 be regular. How how upset those, uh, would you be right now at where you are in life if you learned mm-hmm. um, that your father was having an affair? Ooh, think about it. How upset would you actually be? How upset would I be? Oh boy. Um, I would be, I would be like, I would be shocked. It would be like he'd, he'd be suddenly a, like a different person. Sure. Completely. Yeah. That's big. Like, that's like, big. who the hell are you? Like, that's, 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 you know, that would how be old's your father? Would, How old your like, father? Oh, how old is he? He's like 65, I okay. want to say. Yeah. So your father yeah. obviously is, is okay. 65. So that's, that's pretty up there. That's like kind of what you would yeah. as- associate with being a like kind of a post-sexual age. So that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, that would be weird. It's like, okay, like, all right, like, relax, man. Why, why now? Why, why do this now? Why, uh, why suddenly? So my father's like, ten. Been, my father's been... ten years younger than you. Um, or not, yes. not you, your father. But, but, uh, <laughs> my, your father is twenty-five years old, and uh, I'm five years older yeah. than my father. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that'd be that'd be something. Yeah, so fifty five is like still in the pussy getting mix, you know. Oh sure, yeah. sure. He's got that. He's got that salt and pepper charm. He could. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's a good looking guy. You know. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't. I would. You well, know, my he, parents are also not married to each other. I don't. I wouldn't. I feel like I probably wouldn't be that upset. Right. I mean, I personally would not be affected. I would be worried about uh, the state of his family. Uh, oh sure. Which of course is yeah. also my family. But I wouldn't personally be that scandalized. I don't think. Yeah. And maybe in a way, and maybe in, yeah. in some far away way, I would be glad. I'd be like, "Hey, he's still trying." You know what? That's right. That's right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, maybe this is not a a, a universal. But I would also be surprised because I'd be like, I'm, I would be surprised that he would have the wherewithal to pull off such a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, like when you when 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 someone has an affair, it is like to meet some kind of unfilled desire it's like to to fill some void that exists yes. and so if you if you do cheat it's like it's not just for no reason especially like if it's something a, that's not uh, previously like a part of your character you know or something that yeah. to do it all of a sudden yeah right right there would have to be i don't know either either long-standing unspoken resentment um so just 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 kind of keeping keeping or, or maybe, maybe like bottling up emotions in a way that 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 
he himself did not understand until it until it came pouring out in a in a, right. a, very a mat- torrent of very mature of, response of unseen yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Infidelity is funny, um, <laughs> you know. Sure. I mean, we've we've uh, we've we've kind of lambasted um, polyamory correctly on the yes. podcast many times. It's sick and wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Um, you know. Uh, but uh, was I supposed to? Never mind. Um, supposed to what? I don't know. It's I, I, I'm I'm not sure. He he posts about it all the time. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, he doesn't care. He um, loves it. Yeah, he loves it. It's it's great. He thinks it's good. Um, friend of the show, Kevin Closer, check him out. Um, <laughs> Who has been on the podcast twice, uh, but never when I'm on the podcast. Always when I'm going. Never when you're on the podcast. Yeah, That's yeah. right. That's right. Why is that? Why is that? Um, he doesn't have a podcast of his own. That's the problem, you know. Like, what is he? What's he doing? What are you doing, Kevin? But what was drop the, the podcast already? What was the point you were yeah. making relating to uh, polyamory? However, tangent? oh, polyamory. Just, just uh, you know, like infidelity. I, I've the the the. I mean, there's not there's not like a good answer to, you know, how do you how do you have a like a like a like a like a meaningful happy long-term relationship that is completely monogamous and like you know and and i mean the i think i think the answer is either you get really lucky or the relationship ends mm-hmm. right like you know you well i think that's true for reasons beyond just uh uh, sexual exclusivity. I mean, I would agree with that sure, just sort of sure. in general, but I, I don't think it's, you know, uh, necessarily so difficult for, you know, most people to just, you know, uh, be sexually exclusive in a relationship. I don't know, but maybe, maybe. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've like, I've, I have dated a polyamorous woman in the past. I think I've mentioned this before, but like the, you know, but of course, like I wasn't the, I wasn't the one having to share my, my wife, right? Like I was not the, the person who had to be like, okay, like I, I, wait, I, so I she was, so she to, had like a steady boyfriend and you were seeing her also? She had a, she had a, she, you know, they were, they were a, they were like a polyamorous couple. Like they both had multiple partners and well like, like you I, you like I, uh, hooked up with her a few times or this is someone that you were like yeah, dating yeah like i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't like i wasn't a boyfriend of hers we we right. yeah like we we hooked up but a this few isn't times. this isn't the um, this isn't the guy you this isn't the cucking situation is it no no this is this is else. a different oh, wow. a different time um but why you know you, d- completely completely how different do you wind thing. up in these situations of all um, of all the people out there how do i of all the people out there, I feel like um, you must somehow you know, self-select for like people who are on like the bleeding edge of like weird trendy shit. I want to try the thing, Ralph. You know, I want to. <laughs> do you get think there. you do? I want to get out there. You know, um, I, to an extent. Because I, I have mean, to imagine ninety-nine point nine nine percent of people on Tinder are not people who are polyamorous or looking for, uh, you know, someone to be the bull in their cuckold. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, you know, role play. I mean, geez. I mean, I must have, I must have self-selected. I must have, you know. I mean, maybe you didn't. I don't know. It but was I just, yeah. I maybe it was the vibe that I gave off. Maybe it was something, <laughs> something about me. It's True, like maybe, maybe they just dug you your know? vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you, you know, you have a very here to help vibe. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're here to serve. A I need. just like to be useful, you know. I'm just <laughs> if there's a if there's a if there's a uh, if there's a hole, I'm there to fill it. You know, whatever whatever that may be. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, in in a in in the sense of you know, yeah, yeah. Was was there something yeah. you wanted to expand on there? Or? There. I, I just, I just meant to, I meant, I meant that in the sense of like, if it's like a dam, there's like a hole in there, you know, I'm like the, I can like, st- I can like stick my finger oh, in the see. hole in the now, dam. Now you're, so that, now you're uh, pretending you didn't mean a wet orifice. Yeah. Oh, I just, uh, one of those, one of those, uh, one of those, uh, one of those, uh, uh those, with those waps that, uh, <laughs> that Cardi B and, and that's right. Megan the stallion are always, are always on about. That's right. They're always talking about those things. 
That's oh right. boy, I um, there was a there was a like an earworm that got into into me this past week. It was a it was a a mashup, and I I, I say this with no pride. It, it, like one of my <laughs> one of my guilty pleasures in in music is like I do. I do kind of enjoy a mashup. Sure, it's fun. It's like, um, oh, I thought this was this song, but then all of a sudden, right? Yes, yes, and yes, yes, absolutely. And so, what this one was was uh, was was the song "Rasputin" by Boney M, um, with the uh, you know "Ra Ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen." Oh, you know that one? Maybe I don't know. You may. Uh, Is it a new anyway. song? No, oh, okay. no, it's it's uh, it's old. I'm I'm sure you'd I'm sure you'd remember it if you heard it, but maybe probably. not. I probably um, but it, anyway, it was it was it was that it was it was Rasputin mixed with with the um uh with the with with WAP, and so wow. it was just uh, Cardi B and, and Megan The Stallion. WAP's already like a year that, old. Uh, WAP was not a good song. Yeah, you were getting into a remix of WAP. I thought WAP was a trash song. You know, it, I mean, it's not. It's I not, support it's the not message, good, but I didn't think that was very, a good. I didn't think that was a good song. I think it's it kind of catchy. I don't think it's good. I wouldn't say it's good. I'm, listen, I'm no judge of quality, Ralph. I'm not. I'm not here to to, to stick a quality seal well, on this the, song. You're the but, resident uh, poptimist. You know, you 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 believe in. Uh, are you familiar with that term, poptimist? Uh, please remind me what that means. Basically, means like people who. What is it exactly? It's like people who like believe in like they think like popular media is a force for good or something. You know, oh, and that's like con- I'm not, and that's like contrasted with people who are like, this is specific to music uh, journalism, but like rockists who are people who are like, oh, okay. like more discerning of pop music specific. Poptimism is the belief that pop music is as worthy of professional critique and interest as rock music. Okay, well, that's like kind of its original music journalism term, okay. but it's kind of been expanded to think that like. Yes, this Beyonce song is gonna affect social change. Is my is my understanding, but okay. But I don't know. Well, I was being facetious listen. either way. What is even what is yeah. even uh, the uh, the hook to WAP? Honestly, I only listened to it once or twice because I just didn't care for it. But uh, does the hook refer to a the chorus like a lyric or the cor- oh um uh but 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 okay um. Ah, Papa, certified freak. I thought it was fucking in your head. It was just there. It was just there. <laughs> why can't I? Why can't I think? Um, okay, uh, from the top, make it drop for some wet ass pussy. Get a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Um, I'm talking whap whap whap. <laughs> That's some wet ass pussy. Mm. Well, I hope. I hope so. I hope someone who's listening mm. can maybe take that audio and make their own remix but uh dumb <laughs> mm. you know i i, I love to good. that would be pretty good oh play it at my funeral please speaking of Before... uh speaking of rap yeah play that at lloyd's funeral speaking of uh rap and pussies i remember one of the mm. many many uh rap songs i made about my coworker jd when i shared an office with him uh i don't mm. remember the whole thing but the opening to one went um JD wants more of this orifice, a whole bowl of porridge just poured out of his dick, a holy chorus, and of course he's snoring real quick. I don't remember. That's, ver- that's good. Yeah, not that's bad. That's pretty good, man. I don't remember yeah. the middle, but hmm. I think the ending was something like, uh, he's like a Navy SEAL blasting a Bin Laden on her tits, a burial. Let's see, we got a god in our midst, JD. That's that's the end. <laughs> a burial at sea. That's great. Oh, okay. I, I love I love music. I love music <laughs> Me and, too. And wordplay. I love art. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. I've been I've been I have been thinking about getting getting into art in some capacity. Well, it seems you've been dipping your in, toe. You've been watching. Way. You've been watching some movies, right? You watch any more keepers? I've been watching some movies. Um, I saw First Cow. Did not care for First Cow. I heard it's um, a little boring. I I, I kind of liked what it was going for, like like from from my. I've never seen a Kelly Reichardt like, movie. I don't know what to expect, but that's just what. It, so it was like, you know, spoiler alert for First Cow. Um, so it's like these two, uh, it's like a guy who's like a cook in this kind of roughneck band of guys who are in the in like like early colonization of the Pacific Northwest, um, and like, 
he's just kind of this uh, this kind of nebbish guy, and he's he's like like he's in the woods collecting mushrooms, um, and like there's a shot of him like you know helping a salamander turn over so it can you know keep on its way, and uh, it's like about him meeting this this Chinese immigrant, and like you know they they kind of they try to make it on the frontier as like two guys that are not like kind of rough and you know like strong like they're they're not able to to do the you know right. the the proper masculine way of of existing on the frontier they they try to they try to do it a different way and like i i i understand i understand what kelly reichardt was going for it was like it was a it was what tough. was she going it for was, um, like kind of a kind of like a slow contemplative movie, right? Where you kind of watch these you watch these men bake and you know that's, try to that's, try to make it work. That could be um, fun. I enjoy that. The, it could be fun. The slow suffering fun. kind of movie. Um, the genre of slowly watching yes, someone quietly yes. suffer and die. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it was it was it was diluted. It was too diluted by you know kind of trying to shoehorn an action arc in there when does the cow come and in? the cow is owned by a local um like a like a local like the like the 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 chief of this little town this little palisade um he owns a cow it's the first cow in the in the uh, in the oregon territory and so it's a very important thing and so these two they go out and they steal the milk from this cow like uh and they they, they go out in the middle of the night and they like milk it every night mm-hmm. and uh and they they use that milk to like make uh, delicious cakes, and uh, and they sell them at at a, at a great profit to all these these gold prospectors and right. stuff. Um, and so they're 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 trying to they're trying to save up enough money so that the, that that the two of them can go and buy like a bakery or something or like an inn or or whatever, uh, and start their own business. Um, but uh, but eventually their their uh, stealing of the milk is discovered and it all goes south. Um, and uh, and it. And it kind of ends very unsatisfyingly, um, where they just kind of lie down together in the woods, and it's assumed that they then perish. Um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't didn't uh, didn't. You ever see? Uh, did not ring with me. That sounds like you ever see Gus Van Zandt's Jerry. Jerry. It's a film. Uh, Cherry. It's a yeah. It's a film. Matt Damon, Casey Affleck. I haven't seen it. I've seen the. It's a part of what's called his like death trilogy i believe and it's like a, a trio oh. of films he made influenced uh by bellatar um hmm. who of course is known for long takes duration sort of like yeah sort of like tedium and and boredom and sure. uh, uh 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 again duration as like a device you know like satan tango yeah. which is famously like an eight-hour movie uh, but uh, Jerry is like just about them wandering in a desert and slowly dying. Um, but, oh, uh, you ever see the first one in that trilogy? I have seen called Elephant. You ever see Elephant? I have not. I believe it won the Palm Door in its day, but oh. it was uh, it was it's essentially a film about Columbine, just not in name. But it's like sort of very oh. uh, and uh, procedurally just sort of like um, you know, like it looks like a normal day at this high school and you kind of just follow the sort of uh, pedestrian activities of, of a handful of students and then and, and equally sort of um, as as a matter of fact uh, sort of way the shooters you know kill everybody and it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal mm-hmm. it's done in like a very Oof. again like kind of uh, frank and um, just sort of blunt uh, way uh, mm. I haven't seen it since I was in college. I don't think I don't know how it holds up, um, mm. but I remember being very moved by that it. That sounds interesting. It, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> a funny thing about it is that uh, you know it's it's like obviously uh, modeled after Columbine. Came out in like two thousand two or something like that, and um, you yeah. sort of see the two eventual shooters like going about their day um, before they carry out the shooting. And they're like playing video games because you know that was like a part of the Columbine narrative, right? Was that like oh, violent video games or whatever? Oh yeah. So they're doing that, right, but then there's right, but right. then there's like a there's a they're like getting ready and they're like talking to each other, and there's this like narratively unnecessary beat where one of them goes into the shower, 
And then as like, they're like kind of still talking, the one is like talking from the shower. And as like a button on the scene, the other one disrobes and joins the other in the shower, suggesting that they have like a gay relation, like they have a gay, like they have a sexual relationship. Uh, which some people took huh. issue with at the time because the Columbine yeah. shooters did not identify as gay. Uh, yeah, but that's fucked up. But here's but here's the funny thing is that this <laughs> film you'd be like, what the fuck? Like this completely unnecessary like like plot detail. Like it doesn't advance the plot. This completely unnecessary like narrative beat in which it is only then suggested that these two you know mass shooters are are gay and uh you know but the funny thing is like gus van zandt is a gay man like he's a gay filmmaker he's a part of the new queer cinema like he's he's made like countless like like queer films so it was like so like people had like the response of like what why would you that's not even sourced in reality (laughs) it's almost as if you want to suggest these boys were like evil and violent it had something to do mm. with their gayness, but it's also mm. like he himself is gay. So it's like, I guess he just wanted to add a little gay signature to it. I don't know. I don't know what to attribute that to, but that's a funny, funny detail. What a, what a, what a nasty little freak. What's he trying to do? <laughs> I respect Gus it. Van Zandt, you... I respect it. Yeah. If it was a troll, yeah. I respect it infinitely. But, that's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, mm. You know, yeah. I, I guess I respect that too. I don't typically respect to. Gus I, don't, I, I don't typically. I'm not typically interested in like interrogating the choices of filmmakers, but for something that was obviously to a like provocative extent, um, like referring to a a recent like, uh, you know, uh, shocking real life uh, occurrence in like news story, like a phenomenon, really. Like, why do that? Like, what was his reasoning? I don't know. I'd just be curious to know. But, uh, yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty wild. Like, I'm that's kind of like, God, (laughs) (laughs) what a choice. Like, that's, uh, yeah. Hey, the man's an artist. What can you say? That's right. uh, He had his reasons. He sure had his reasons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I do kind of enjoy the, uh, like the movies that feel, kind of brutal to watch like, oh absolutely like movies that are about in like movies that are about endurance movies that are about kind of like like deterioration and decay and and like and like these kind of human situations or that, movies like, that are just oh, true like it's it's movies that are just truly bleak you know yes like yes. like me and sam and, since we were in school we kind of had like a head canon of what we considered like the bleak movies and they weren't mm. just like movies that were it's a different thing if it's a sad movie. Like a sad movie can be its own kind of like satisfying release. But a bleak movie is something that gives you nothing, you know. And it's mm. just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like no no relief, just an absolute like alienating downer. But those movies, I like I don't watch them often, but I do make a point of watching them every once in a while because they do kind of feel like a cleanse. You know, like something about yes. something about like contending with the content of those movies. It's it's like it's productive and it's positive and it like it like mm. kind of like resets me in a way. And also just like hmm. it's it like we all have like, you know, unbearably grim feelings sometimes. And of course, it's just it's it, it you know, if you're someone who's invested in art, at least um, who has put in you know uh, like some of the work of like if, if you if you look at let's say movies or whatever medium as something beyond entertainment as something that is somehow like uh intellectually and spiritually edifying um mm. you know it's 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 satisfying and heartening to just see those feelings reflected in a thing in an uncompromising fashion where it's like you may feel like truly like you may feel bleak about yourself or the world and then to see a movie mm-hmm. that basically says yeah I feel that way too like that that is its own kind of satisfaction it's not just sort of a yeah a, a vacation away from those feelings it's like it's basically mm-hmm. a way of not feeling alone even if the thing you're saddled with on a on a different level actively makes you feel bad you know mm mm 
Yeah, that's 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 interesting. I, I right there there is there is that kind of that abrasive cleansing quality to the to the truly grim films. Yeah, well, it's has, like I mean, it's like anything. I mean, value. that's that's the purpose of art. I mean, those feelings are out there. So in the realm yeah. of art, you can either ignore them and then sort of subconsciously, ambiently, at some point, you're going to be made sick by the knowledge that you're living in denial of those feelings. Or like mm-hmm. how an artist feels relief when they express those feelings, you can see them represented in a thing. And then that's affirming for you as the receiver, as the viewer, you know? Yeah. Huh. I think that was one of the problems I had with, with first cow, not to bring it back, but I think it kind of illustrates a point like this is like, that was a, that was kind of a world that was meant to, it was meant to evoke feelings of like, of just like brutality and like, you know, it's, it's, it's a world that is kind of being taken away from the indigenous people. But, this, but did it not feel sourced this... in something like genuine and personal seeming from the filmmaker? Is that what it was? It felt very kind of surface level in its bleakness. It, I think, I think it really wanted to refrain from like creating like, like violent images. Like it did not, it did not, it did not want to like put these, these individuals through um through like like too much abuse um okay so because it the, the like these, these are i think it did i think i think it, it kind of set itself up to like like here is a story of of two kind of um two two men that are going to have a hard time surviving out here on the frontier but they just kind of get away with it like so it like was neither nothing... it was neither palatable nor refreshingly brutal uh, yes, like it, it. It had a. I don't know. It, it did not. It did not allow, the the promises that were set up by, like like this 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 kind of this guy that who's completely out of his depth, like trying to make it in this in this brutal new world, like, like does not does not it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. Like he, yeah. It was it was. Yeah, like like maybe maybe that's part of it. Like like if if you're going to have a believable a believable premise set in a in a in a situation like that that like they're yeah, you can't you can't you can't pretend that the that the brutality of that world does not exist. Right. Like if you if you make if you make art that doesn't incorporate that somehow, doesn't deal with it in some way, then the product that you create, the art that you create is not it's gonna it's gonna ring false in yeah. some way. It's gonna it's you're like the the viewer will know something. It wasn't missing. earned. There's, a, there's yeah, an yeah, important ingredient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, mm. Could you identify the bleakest movie you've ever watched? I can, and it's weird because it's a, uh, it's uh or at least the movie that I found the most depressing that I ever watched. It may, it, perhaps part of it can be attributed to my age. I don't, I, I think I, I have, I watched it once. It was either when I was in high school or college. I don't remember exactly, but it was mm. a little known movie, a movie that not many people know. Uh, I'm not necessarily recommending it. I haven't seen it recently enough to even think it's good, but it's a movie called The Gray Zone. Um, mm. And it was directed by this. This, this guy who's an he's an actor he was in um you would know him if you saw him he was in he's the guy in oh brother where art thou who's not george clooney or john Turturro. what's that guy's name tim blake nelson um, i think tim like, blake nelson yeah he's yeah. he's he's directed a couple movies um but but this was one and it's about the holocaust and it's about uh the sonder commandos it's about the jews mm. who uh, you know assisted the nazis and you know, disposing mm. of, of, uh, you know, other Jews. And, uh, I mean, as, as grim as it gets, unbearably grim movie about them, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm taking people to, you know, bodies to the oven and, and disposing of them. Uh-huh. And, and, um, there's like a, the, there's a plot about, there's like one little girl that they're trying to save and they have like a kind of uprising, but then, they're they're stopped 
and at the very end of the film as they're all being like they're all like laying down in a field and being uh, executed by gunfire one after another and like our two main characters think like hey we're about to die but at least we we like negotiated a deal with the nazis where they are going to let that girl free and you see that like they're letting the girl through the gate but then she's killed just before they're killed just like a completely uncompromising like unbearably bleak movie like it's not like schindler's list which is like a cop-out of like you know this is a common critique of schindler's list is that it's it's trying to smuggle an uplifting movie against the backdrop of the holocaust you know the the protagonist is is Mm -hmm. not um you know is is not a is not a jew in the concentration camp it's like it's like trying to uh, take a positive story out of the greater narrative of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and it ends on like a like. Well, at least he saved these Jews, and he could have saved more, but right. whatever. Right. But like the gray zone is like what the what the Holocaust actually was, which is like yeah, there there is no po- yeah. like it's just it's, it's an unfathomable atrocity, um, and it yeah. also has Harvey Keitel as a Nazi. Uh, I believe he does a German accent, but everyone else just kind of speaks hmm. American English, which is a little weird, but I don't know. Oh, but, hmm. but, uh, I, 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 I don't remember how good of a movie it is, but uh, I remember that movie left me feeling uh, real bad. But, uh, but Absolutely. Uh, well, but, uh, huh. But, That's but, but, but dramatizing the Holocaust is uh, one of those dang things, you know? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. If you ever watch, I don't know what was the last time you watched Schindler's List. I haven't watched it since I was in college. Um, I think I actually yeah, wrote like time. some kind of a, a paper on it and hunger. I was making some kind of point about mm. um, like representing atrocity in cinema and how like mm-hmm. hunger has like kind of like a like kind of like aesthetic like art house um, uh, aesthetics, whereas like Schindler's List has more like kind of like classic Hollywood or at least in comparison um and i was saying like ultimately these distinctions are arbitrary or whatever i don't know some stupid paper i was writing in college but um but the thing about schindler's list is that it's actually like a very like entertaining movie i don't i don't know if you have yeah. ever seen it but it's yes. like it's like very entertaining and like the cinematography is like really good and engaging you know yeah so it's like it's like a thriller like it yeah it's like it's it's like it's it's weirdly like an easy movie to watch in many ways except for the handful of scenes and then of course like the, the, the the biggest america is the shameful shameful scene in which like you think women are being sent to the gas chamber, but they're actually just being sent to be showered down and it's like oh yeah that yeah, was... and it's like and it's like and it's like oh, actively boy. played for suspense. And there's even like a fucking like psycho reference embedded in it. Like like truly, truly shameful. But like uh, I don't know. I haven't watched Schindler's List in a weird. long time. It's definitely a uh, <laughs> it's definitely a complicated text to contend with, but uh, not without um not without crimes there. And uh uh Steven Spielberg has definitely uh devoured infants with other lizard people for what it's worth but separate oh, the yeah. art from the artist for i'm a big yeah. fan of uh, jaws and minority <laughs> report and i hear ai is good but uh, oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> good lord oh i gotta i gotta think about that that's that's a, you know like the grimmest movie i've ever seen one of I'm my like, favorite one of my favorite I'm having, movies i'm having trouble recalling i'm sorry that. to talk about you but one of my favorite movies no, no, no. Is uh, Ingmar Bergman's Winter Light? You ever see that movie? No. It's a, no. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the middle film of his uh, another trilogy. I, I, it's called like his Faith trilogy or something like that. But um, mm. the first one is Through a, uh, Through a Glass Darkly. Then it's uh, Winter Light, and then it's Silence. Each film in some way uh, dealing with like faith and doubt. My favorite is Winter Light, uh, which is just like kind of the the, the day in the life of this uh, pastor who, um, you know, has this now meager congregation, has been sort of ostracized by his uh, community. And um, he like has a relationship with this with this woman who who, uh, you know, who is, is, is pitifully devoted to him. But he like 
resents her in this way like his wife is dead and he mm-hmm. sees like uh, just enough qualities of his wife reflected in her that he like resents her and he like you know he's 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 a pastor but he like hates what he perceives to be her weakness like she has a skin condition mm-hmm. and he's like yeah. you know there's like a the scene where he just like completely like unloads on her and and uh talks about you know all the, all the things he hates about her you know and uh like uh, a couple come to him for help and there's like a man who played by Max von Sydow who's like uh obsessed with troubled by the prospect of a nuclear war the film came out in the early 50s and he like cannot give him good advice he gives him like some bullshit advice and then like you know he has he has a real he has a real not ideal day you know like he like he learns that this guy like hanged himself so he's like oh a lot of good my advice did you know and he has to go tell the (laughs) wife and then like all this other horrible shit happens and again it's a movie that i love because you know it's 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 very powerful but also like to to see like that that um sort of uh host of of bad feelings with no like sort of um assurance in something is is um affirming and gratifying in its own way but a a very similar film that came out recently uh on which winter light was a big uh influence was first reformed have you seen first reformed Yes, yes, yeah. that's, that's what I was just thinking about. Like you know, because that like seems like of, I, I was gonna. I, if not, I was gonna yeah. recommend it. I feel like that's a movie you would like. Did you yeah. like it? Yes, I I did. But it is it is a grim film. Yeah, like, that's it is in the just, bleak movie canon for sure. First, yeah, before. I've been wanting a, to rewatch a, that. A, yeah, just just a oh, like the 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 former activist that like you know like like blows his head off in the in the woods. And, yeah, similar and, like, to Winter Light. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. In that movie, I remember. uh, I remember like a criticism of it was like, okay, that happens, and it's like, and he has cancer, and this or mm -hmm. like it's like so much bad shit that happens like at the same time. But it's like it do be like that sometimes, you know, is the thing. (laughs) But like also, it do. Yeah, yeah, sure do. Oh, brother. Um, yeah. No, that that was that was a. That was a very affecting film. That yes. it like it like really kind of taps into the like the panic and terror and helplessness that kind of yes. pervades our age. Um in a oh. in a in a refreshing way. And like, you know, it doesn't doesn't make you feel bad to see because like, oh, like like yes, that is how I feel. At the end oh, of the day, that know, is here, how I feel. Here's here's it's my movie to, here's my movie rec for you then, if you like that. An earlier, similarly bleak Paul Schrader movie, uh, Affliction with uh Ooh. with the great Nick Nolte and uh James Coburn. Uh, oh. You should check that movie out. Okay. That's a real bleak one. Affliction. Yeah. Okay. All right. Evening plans secured. Gonna gonna fire <laughs> that baby up. And also uh, and also uh I don't know if you know that uh Paul Schrader, he's a real character. He has a uh you're not as active as me on old film Twitter, but uh Paul Schrader has a notorious Facebook page where uh, oh, really? <laughs> where he like uh uh you know Paul Schrader is you know he's an intellectual and he's very eloquent and he but he has these like paragraph length facebook updates where he like shares weird thoughts like he's a weird horny old mm-hmm. man i was actually surprised like loyal listeners will know that i hornily follow a lot of thoughts on instagram but this one mm-hmm. this one e girl that i followed for years i gradually gleaned through her story that she's Paul Schrader's new assistant hilariously (laughs) yeah well 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 yeah yeah and i was like god damn (laughs) and it's weird because i had this feeling of like what the fuck i know that bitch where it's like i don't know her i've just followed her on instagram she doesn't follow me back (laughs) but like i felt entitled to like dm her like whoa paul schrader ignored and then like later she's at some event and there's like abel ferrara playing a guitar and i'm like wow ignored but uh, also there was like this this screenshot of a Facebook post that was going uh, making the rounds. Paul Schrader has a new film coming out uh, this autumn. Uh, but he like made a Facebook post. What the fuck was it? It was something like, uh, you know, you know, they say, is it, you know, is it hard? Like, w- why is it so difficult for men to resist 
making sexual advances on their coworkers and underlings. And the truth is, it is hard. I don't do it, but every day I am tempted. And he said something like that. <laughs> and then hilariously, his next Facebook update was like, Focus Features has asked me to uh, cool it with Facebook for a while. I don't know why, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what but, a king! Uh, the card That's counter, amazing. the card counter comes out this this September. So, uh, folks, uh, you know, oh, stream affliction, stream first reformed, and uh, head mm -hmm. on over to the theater, mm -hmm. mask or not, to see the card counter. And uh, in the meanwhile, mm -hmm. head on over to Patreon.com/slash/FeelingWell for just five dollars. Why month. not? That's right. For just five dollars yeah. a month, you will get double the content and access to our archive. We will always warn you before we have a woman on the podcast. That's and, right. Uh, be, sure, <laughs> be sure to follow. Just that'll be our that'll be our one and only trigger yes. warning. Is trigger warning? Mm -hmm. We have trigger a woman on <laughs> trigger warning. Female guest. Trigger warning. Oh, there is God. a broad on this mm. episode, and she does make words with her mouth audibly. But uh, oh, also oof. also follow the podcast on Twitter at Feeling Well Pod. Do not try this at home. <laughs> follow Lloyd at Void Holler. Follow me at Hey Ralph Man and uh, Lloyd. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Ralph. See you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, 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 yeah.